0: Put that coffee down. Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. We today, made. we are talking to car. Takar, who did over 700 ends last year.
1: I will sell this house today. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm really, really excited. It's uh, it's actually the first time that I've done a podcast with three co-hosts. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Probably just alone in this COVID. Lockdown time, I've done about uh, twenty to thirty podcasts. But again, the first time I've done with, done one with three co-hosts. Very, very pumped for that.
0: Nice, Jazz. Well, we're we're happy to be talking to you today. Uh, just for our listeners, uh, you've been in real estate for fifteen years. I already said seven hundred ends last year with a twenty-five member team. I'm really excited to talk about that because one of one of our big Pet peeves over here is you get a lot of 25 member teams out in our neck of the woods but they're doing like two or three deals per team member (laughs) like the the numbers are impressive until you do the math but your team's actually producing which is pretty awesome and then uh i think we're all pretty excited too because uh you you actually interviewed gary v on your podcast is that correct
1: yeah so it's actually probably coming up to a year to be exact um uh, we we went over to New York and 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 sat in his office and and him being who he is you know I think the most asked question I get around the interview uh, with Gary is is he really like that yeah that and ten times more um, yep. in terms of how busy he is but you really really get a sense of 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 him and his team when you're there and what I mean by that is is interview was scheduled for thirty minutes we probably went to forty. Um, But I spent, I think about four hours in his office and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, But if you, uh, in terms of our team, yeah, there's 25 realtors Um, for any of uh, your out of province or out of country listeners. I, I practiced in the greater Toronto area, which is about a 75 kilometer radius. 50 mile radius. Um, and we, we help people get into their first condo, get into their first home, smart size, meaning like moving up and moving down into a bigger, smaller home. And then about 50% of our businesses with investors, um, anything from a, like a pre-construction condo right up to a building with about 25 units, anything kind of above that is, 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 uh, we'll, we'll introduce you to kind of a team that deals with apartment buildings. So we like to stay in our lane and you know, I get a lot of calls because of the amount of deals we do and the amount of investors that we deal with asking us to, to help with a project or, or a building in Vancouver. And I, I generally just shy away from that. I like to stay in my lane. Um, Cause I don't know a good street or a bad street in Vancouver or Timbuktu, Saskatchewan, right? Like Toronto, I know. I'm born and raised here. I, um, I truly, truly believe that it's one of the safest, not the best places to invest. I truly believe it's one of the safest places to invest because of a lot of the market indicators.
0: What, um, what's going on with Toronto right now as far as uh, COVID and how's, how's business changing?
1: Well, look, I mean, sales, actual sales have dropped as of today. Um, I think we're like in the, in the early 20s of April here. Um, 87%. Wow. Sales in, in, in the general market of the greater Toronto area have dropped by 87%. Now, some people might hear that and say, oh, my God, my house value just dropped. No, it's why I keep on emphasizing the word sales have dropped by eighty-seven percent, and that makes sense, right? Transactions—you're not going to have as many transactions when, when, when the government, provincial, municipal, and obviously the federal government has said, "Don't leave your home." And so, buyers—the tire kickers, so to speak—the ones that, the ones that were like, "Honey, let's just go take a look if we let, let's go take a look at that home on on the weekend," or maybe we should we should move up into a bigger home that's no longer in the market right now. So the sales that are happening are from, are from sellers who need to sell because they bought a home pre-COVID. And the people who are looking at a home right now, um, um, they're looking at a home because they sold a home pre-COVID. So again, we're seeing about 87% less sales um, last week in our office which is about 1,100 strong in our organization, like in the office that I'm at, where my team REC is at, we did a little over 300 sales. So there's still a lot of action happening. You know, funny enough, the the name of your show is Multiple Offers, and and there was actually multiple offers still happening. Because Toronto, see, the fundamentals are very, very strong here. We don't manufacture anything here. It's all service-based. The major banks head offices are here. The the some of the biggest schools are here. Some of the biggest co- uh, hospitals are here. Bay Street, the financial core of, of somewhat of the country, kind of is in Toronto. It's it, 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 there's a lot of jobs here. The tech sector is outpacing Silicon Valley. I think I think you know Singapore is really the only only city right now that's outpacing Toronto from a tech. Perspective tech jobs, and because of the fundamentals, it's it, it's why we still see such a high demand from an immigration perspective. A hundred and fifty thousand people are slated to come to Greater Toronto Area year after year for the next ten years. So, with that's that's outside the country coming into Greater Toronto Area. Then you have interprovincial like net migration. It's probably about another fifty thousand. So we have two million people slated to come in Toronto. Well, with COVID, for the first time ever that I can remember, the borders are closed. So mm-hmm. immigration is not going to be as aggressive for the next six to nine months. Call it a year. But what I want to I, I want to emphasize again is the larger number of two million. So it might not happen in ten years now. It's going to happen in eleven years. People are still going to come here. It's one of the most multicultural cities in the world. Um, you know, maybe New York is it, it, it is kind of close to it, or or maybe more. But other than that, you've got a lot of jobs, you've got a lot of demand, but, and we don't have a lot of supply. 2005, there's some, a legislation came into, into Ontario, Southern Ontario, which is the Greenbelt legislation, which doesn't allow builders and developers to build out this way anymore. You can only go up We're kind of on a real estate island here because of it because you can't grow, you can't build in certain areas of the greater Toronto area. And so it's just basic supply and demand. And right now, we're just seeing lower, we're seeing less sales happen, but values haven't been affected yet. I say yet, because it's still early and Look, I mean, my partner sometimes is on videos with me and he does literally have the crystal ball. He has a crystal ball in his office. Um, and But I don't. Um, and I would say anybody who says they do, you might want to shy away and run away from them because who the heck knows how this is going to play out in the short term. Long term, Canada is one of the best places to live in. It's one of the safest places to live in. Does it have its problems? Certainly, right? But what what first world country does it um, but i still think there's a lot of people coming into the country definitely into the city
0: yes how has the actual marketing efforts changed for you and your team during all of this
1: great question man um, look i talk a lot about um, a shutting out the noise so i think i think before i even got into so we're in 6 weeks of this right now the first week the first day, I, I remember it was a Monday, Trudeau came on uh, on TV and he said, okay, time to shut down shut down uh, um, uh, the city or the country. And then obviously the municipal governments followed and the provincial governments did. And I haven't heard him ever since. I haven't watched him ever since. I haven't, like, to me, it doesn't matter who the prime minister is. It doesn't matter who the president is because they've never paid my bills. And I don't think they're going to start anytime soon. So... First, anybody who's watching or listening, I, I implore you to shut out the noise. Shut out the noise internally. The news is the news. They get paid. They get paid to come out with negative news. In fact, if they talk about a very sunny day tomorrow, chances are you'll never pick up that newspaper. The second they say the tsunami is coming or it's a bad storm in Canada, we get bad weather obviously here with from a snow perspective. We all pick up that paper. If It bleeds, it leads. I've learned that a long time ago. So me personally, I shut out that noise because I'm very, very careful in the thoughts that I allow to to, to play out in my head because the thoughts become actions. So that was my messaging to my team right away was, guys, we need to be very, very careful um, in terms of what, what type of information we allow in our heads. So the first thing we did is we picked up the phone and we called every single one of our clients that did business with us in the last five Years literally picked up the phone. Everyone and said, "Hey Jeff, how you doing, man? It's Jazz. Like, what's up? Do you have a like? Do you need something? Do you need groceries? Does your neighbors need no groceries? No, no problem. Matt, what's going on, man? How you doing? Did you need anything? Hey, thank no. Nope. Jeremy, what's going? on? And we did that to 500 people, uh, to our clients that bought in the last five years. Now talked about real estate because, look, I truly believe if you're in sales, you're also in service. So this that was the, this is the time to serve people. The business will come. It always does. But we need to serve people, get out, reach out to people, see what they need because people have lost their jobs. Others have lost family members that have passed away as well. So you need to be very, very sensitive to that. While we were doing that in the first week, that talk probably took us a good six, seven days to get through to everyone. What we started to realize is, is that, okay, the unemployment rate significantly jumped, right? Right now, we sit at 15%, but that also means 85% of people are working. So what we did is start to transition and find out who's working, who's not working, whoever's not working. Could we help? Could we do anything? You know, is there side jobs that, and I'm a big believer of, of, of like side hustles and, and picking up things that you're passionate about. So I can talk to that, to, uh, to people, but the 85% of people that had jobs, what I realized is, hmm, they're still looking at opportunities from an investment perspective. And so we just ask the question, Hey, look, like if you're working, do you, you know, is there a line of credit, a uh, home equity line of credit that you have available that you might want? Like, did you want to take advantage of an opportunity? Cause we all know when the market has a slight dip or when people are fearful, when people are fearful, that's when you should start looking at possibly being greedy. Because as people, when they're greedy, that's when you want to be fearful. I mean, that's taken from Warren Buffett. He's one of the best investors of our time. And so looking at it from that perspective, we a lot of our clients are ready, they're willing, and they're able to kind of strike if an opportunity uh, becomes available. But me personally, I don't believe in buying something right now and closing on it within the next 30, 30 60, 90 days. And the reason is from an investor's perspective. If you buy something and close on it within, the, within 90 days, let's just say you get a tenant in there. But now the tenant loses their job. Landlord tenant board is closed. You can't evict anyone. So why even get involved in that problem? So what we're yeah. strongly suggesting, so I went back to the developers, anybody who had inventory, and said, look, if, you are, if you're still confident that you're going to build this, you're still confident in your project, Mr. and Mrs. Builder, why don't we come up with a program where we can get a rental guarantee. So, for example, I have a project in Toronto. We had about six, seven units. They're all gone, and it it took literally 72 hours. Why? Because we were able to put together a three-year rental guarantee for our clients. Now, it's going to take a year. to It's 70% built. It's going to take another year for it to finish. But we got a three-year rental guarantee, set at a rent that's uh, giving our investors about four to $500 positive cash flow a month after all the expenses are paid. To me, I sleep well at night. Why? Because I don't even care if a tenant comes in there. In fact, I don't even want the builder who's giving us the guarantee. They're putting their money where their mouth is. I don't even want them to rent it up. Let my units not, let my clients' units not get touched. But we're going to get them rent every single month. So We shifted, Jeff, to fully answer and come full circle to your question, is that we shifted a lot of our business to investors because I always know, times like this, well, uh, times like this, compelling buying opportunities always present themselves. Awesome.
2: Thanks, Jazz. Hey, uh, I wanted to completely shift gears and ask about your team. because we mentioned in the introduction, very impressive see a Thank lot of you. teams who volume per agent doesn't necessarily get it done. Um, part of a lot of our audience is agents. It's people who are just interested in the business and maybe don't know what a 25 member team looks like. Uh, I, I think you're co-founder of the team. So you're at the top of the chain there. Talk a little bit what it's like managing 25 agents and getting them enough leads, enough business to pull all that together.
1: Well, look, it's a lot of babysitting. No, I'm playing. Um... <laughs> It's uh, 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 there's more to the 25 realtors. In fact, there's, there's 25 realtors and I have 10 support staff. Um, the 10 support staff are built out of um, three admin and, and, and I have uh, seven uh, people in my media squad, um, full-time videographer, for, uh, a full-time copywriter, uh, full-time graphic designer, part-time videographer. So that's kind of the media side and the admin side. In terms of the 25 realtors, Matt, um, we don't really provide a lot of leads. What I believe in is, is I believe in teaching people how to fish rather than just giving them fish and feeding them for a day. And so what the, the, the agents that we've also brought on, they've been with us. Out of the 25, it's safe to say... 15 to 16 have been with us for 10 to 15 years. So 10 to 15 years minimum. The other agents um, we bring on, but we were looking for two years experience. Cause I truly think that after two years, you've been kind of slapped around in this business. Like you came into the business, really, like nobody woke up, as a kid and said, I can't wait to be a real estate agent. Like that's the one thing, nobody ever did that. I don't think I've never come across anybody in 15 years that wanted to be a real estate agent their whole life. Even if their parents were one. Okay, my uncle was a real estate agent growing up. I didn't know what the hell he did, but I never wanted to be one. My my dad was a realtor,
0: and I never wanted to be a realtor growing
1: up. No, right? It it probably goes the other way, right, Jeff? Um, So what I think is, is that you need two years of kind of the business, Look, I hate to say it like this, but it slaps you around, right? You got in because you saw your friend or a family member or someone who sold your house. They had a nice suit on. They drove a Mercedes-Benz or a BMW, and they, you think, you know, oh, you sell a house, you make 50 Gs. like, And so you get into the business because of those reasons. So what we've always done is looked at somebody who's who's been in the business for two years because now they have – the, an understanding how, how it works, that you need to work at this business daily. Take a day off during the week. Take two days off. Just make sure when you're working, you're, 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 you have the ability to meet people. That's what this business really comes down to. Um, but, yeah, we don't really offer a lot of leads um, because like I said, I think, I think the people that we have on our team, they're, they're, they're superstars, man. Like, um, they're sharks. They really are. A lot of my agents, um, uh, it's still the 80, 20 rule, like anything else, 80% of my agents, um, uh, uh, sorry, 20% of my agents do 80% of the business, that that's never going to change. That's just how it is. Um, and, but the other ones are kind of like in, like in the minor leagues, right? That's, I'm a big sports guy. So I use a lot of sports analogies. Um, a lot of, some of my agents are kind of in the minor leagues that we're getting them ready. Um, and getting them prepared to come up into the majors and, 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 and my guys and gals that do a lot of the business, like I trust them. If they do, like if, if my brother was going to buy a house or sell a house, I would trust them to, to, to help my brother or, or, or my cousin or my best client. Cause I just know they'll be able to negotiate a deal.
0: I got a question for you, Jess. Um, yeah. are,
1: are you guys, do you doing a lot of stuff web-based or, um, or do you guys actually have a, a location an office where you've got these guys working out of? Some great question, man. So my 10 support staff, my 10 support staff are with me all day long. It's two offices. My office um, uh, uh, at, at, at like our head office of Royal Page Signature, that's the umbrella that we're under. Um, I turn my specific office into a studio, like a podcast studio. Um, I got one long table and I got four or five people with me at all times. And then across from me is where my media squad sits. And then I have a third office where my admin people sit okay? The realtors, they kind of come and go, right? Like the majority of them are going to say work from home. In fact, yeah, there's not one of my realtors that have an actual office um, um, at Royal LePage. We also have a second location, okay, on the west side of Toronto. And so some of my agents will go in and out of that office. Okay.
0: Do, um, are you actively selling at this point or is it like completely a leadership role?
1: Yeah, great question, Jeff. Um, So, out of the 700 ends that we did last year, I personally did 123 of them. So, I'm like, I'm built with this, right? Like, I'm, 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 I've been, we we talk about the 15 years of real estate, but it's 25 years of sales and service. So, I went from, and look, man, I, I I really hope your, your, your listeners kind of get an idea who, who who I am um, from this podcast. But if you don't know, it's, it's, you know, I started off as the paper route then I went to shoe sales, then I went to bank sales, like loans, mortgages, then I went to car sales, and now real estate. So I have really went up that ladder. And it wasn't like a year at a time, I spent three years in every single one of those places that I just mentioned. And then real estate obviously being 15 years now. So I really kind of understood, right? Like, you know, a lot of people join my team and be like, okay, Jess, give me that matrix pill, man. Like, how do you sell? Like, why how are you so good? And I'm like, don't sell. They're like what do you mean i'm like it 's actually the easiest thing in the world. Make it friggin easy for people to buy. Get out of your way. like I see people like trying to sell something that 's not what everyone 's looking for. People are looking to be led in general in real estate, but in generally in life generally in life we're just we just want to be led and, and what that means is is make it easy to for people to buy. So I walk into a home. You know, I don't really do showings or anything anymore. So when I actively sell, I do that from my desk. I only work with investors personally myself. So if somebody wants to buy a house or sell a house and it takes a showing to happen or a listing appointment, I won't do that anymore. That will go to my team. Uh, More to your question, Matt, from earlier. I like to sell with a t-shirt. Like, I just want to sit in my office. I sit in my (laughs) office. Those 123 ends that were done were all done from the mice phone. I don't have a computer. I don't know how it works where you guys are, but we have authenticators to get into MLS. Like, you have to get the password. Not not there yet, no. Okay, so I don't even have one of those. Like, I, I, I literally do everything from the phone and delegate everything else, but... In terms of um, um, when I was talking about when I used to do showings, man, like I used to say, you know, Matt and I are going to go see a home. And before I'd open the door, I'd be like, look, Matt, you're going to know in the first three minutes if this is going to be the home that you're going to live in. And do me a favor. It's not my house. So you're not hurting my feelings if you tell me it smells, it sucks, and you want to get out of there. In fact, you're actually saving me a lot of time. You're saving yourself time. we got seven others lined up. If you don't like it, let's get the hell out of here. Now, when we're in there, I'm going to go sit down and I'm going to go either turn on the TV or I'm going to read the magazines that are on the desk. I ain't staying there. I'm never living with you. I'm going to come over for your housewarming, might get drunk with you, sleep over that night. But other than that, I'm never sleeping here. You need to know if this is the house for you. I'm here to answer questions. In the meantime, I will go turn on the lights for you. But I used to be very careful. Like if Matt was with his partner, I'm going to... He goes into the master bedroom. I go into the second bedroom. I never cry. Like, what do I, you know, I don't know if it's from HETV or I don't know, maybe it's in courses, but like, what's the, Hey Matt, look at the kitchen. It has granite <laughs> counter. Like, what are you an idiot? You know what a kitchen looks like, man? I don't need to tell you that I'm here to negotiate. You want a shark. You want somebody, if you're buying, you want somebody to get you the best deal possible. Right, Matt? And you want it done in a timely manner. I know. Great. If you're selling. Look, I'm here to sell your home for top dollar and without the with the least amount of headache. That's my job. I'm not here to I'm not here to put up for sale sign on your lawn. I don't even care. Sometimes for sale sign for sale signs are for me more than for you anyways. Do you know what I mean? It make, like I tell the sellers these things and they would be like, "What? Where's this coming from? I just had an agent come by and give me a, an hour and a half song and dance." And I would ask them, you know, I tell my agents to ask those questions on the phone like Literally ask Jeff on the phone, Jeff, are you thinking of selling? Like, Why are you selling? Because if you just want a CMA, you know I don't need to come over for that, right? Like, I know you just want to know the value of your home. I can give that to you digitally. And some sellers are like, oh my God, I thought I needed to have you in my house just to get that CMA. No, I can give that to you over the phone. So, hey, Jazz,
2: sounds a lot like... You got to present your real self to your clients and that's really helped build your business. You got your content creating squad with you, all these folks. And my curiosity having you on the show today is that, you know, we got people coming out of this pandemic who have to rethink their entire business, not just in real estate, all sorts of small businesses are struggling. And what would you share with them where they're starting? They don't have a media squad. It's just them and they want to get their true selves out there and, and attract people to really understand what their business is all about. Bring in new business.
1: Look, I think you need to be self-aware in terms of what are you good at, right? Like I personally sucked that video at first. Like I didn't like it. Let me say that. I don't know if I sucked at it or not. I just didn't like it. And then, and then I know I knew I could not write. Like till this day, I cannot write. It's why I have a copywriter. Like I write stuff in subject lines till this day. Like if you ask me to write a corporate long email, it's not happening. It will never happen. I'll I I, like even when Jeff emailed me earlier in terms of the timing, I was like, I think I gave you like two words. Like I can't do this time. I can do this time. Like it's really Mm -hmm. quick. I need to get on the phone. So what I realized was, okay, look, I'm good at. Like I can speak in headsets. I can speak on the phone. I, I did, you know, I mentioned CIBC at the bank for, for, for three years. I was their telephone banking. So if Matt wanted to do banking on, on, on the telephone, I would pick up the phone and say, how can I help you? So I learned that skill pretty early. So when I heard podcasts, I was like, whoa, I just get to record in a mic and nobody needs to see me. All right. And I do it for free and I just, I, I get to kind of go out to the world. That was what started all of this. I learned after, okay, I really love the camera. In fact, I need to, what's bothering me about COVID right now is the fact that I don't have two videographers around me. <laughs> I really like it. I like I like playing with it. I like the fact that you get, I'm, I'm animated. You know what I mean? I have markers in my hand because I'm writing stuff as I'm speaking to you guys for later on content that I'll probably use. What What stuck well? But so first and foremost, figure out what you're natural at. What's going what's gonna to remove the friction from you producing content? So i.e. if, if, if you can't get over video because there's this big push that videos everything. Look, there's a lot that you can do with video. And video is great because you can extract audio from it. You can, you can, you can produce a lot of content with one piece. But don't think video is the only way people learn or consume content. Podcast two years ago, only 17% of people, this American stat, 17% of people in America were listening to podcasts. As of today, right now in 2020, two years later, we're up to about 61%. And so there's that type of medium. And then there's a great, great site, medium.com which is, 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 the, is the place that bloggers go. 150 million people a month go read uh, uh, blogs on medium.com. So you know that if you're a writer, you've got a place, you've got somewhere where you can speak. So I think it's very important to start there, Matt. Find out what you're going to become, now, like what you're comfortable with, and then speak. Just get out there. And if your business is insurance, don't get all stuck about speaking about insurance. Speak about, like I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Speak about your fan, the fact that you like the Dallas Cowboys or obviously we're Raptors peoples, right? Like talk about the Toronto Raptors. Talk about the Leafs. Talk about whatever, like talk about the fact that you like gardening. Talk about the fact that you like burgers and pizza. Talk about anything. just get talking. start speaking because what's gonna happen is you're gonna connect with people. You're gonna like I did a podcast with this girl from Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia last night. like what the heck? like what am I doing with speaking with somebody from Saudi Arabia? I don't know like, My- The fact that she saw my content somewhere, she wanted to talk to me about real estate in Toronto, right? I'm talking to you guys. We've never met before. Who knows what's going to happen with our relationship and our friendship now, right? And so get talking. You don't need anyone. So as, you know, Matt, a lot of people say that, okay, Jazz, you have a team now. There's a the phone. You'll get shocked the amount of stuff that you can do with your phone. And then there's hacks, right? You'll find them as you go. Like for example, I have two interns. One intern of mine is a cartoonist. I just want to start producing more content through cartoons because my kids like it, and so she does it for free. She doesn't. She, she, she's in school. Here we have a, like the Ontario College of Arts and Design. Um, it's a big college just for, 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 for graphic designers and cartoons, cartoonists and animators. And, and, and so she wants to build a portfolio. I said, look, I think I can bring you some value, life lessons. You're gonna work around a sick team, we we're very, we were, we have a lot of fun. We razz each other, but we're much older than you are. So I think you can learn. It's how I learned a lot. I don't have a formal education, and so I said you're gonna be able to learn a lot. Plus, you're gonna whatever you do, use it as your portfolio. And if when you're ready to get a job, I will give you the like the best uh, a reference you've ever got before. She's doing that for free. She's gonna end up like she knows it. She's so good that she's gonna get a part time job coming up with me. And then if she wants to stick around, she's gonna get a full time job. Job. But anybody who wants to produce content, you can go get an intern. There's videographers, wedding photographers, and videographers. Well, guess what they're doing right now? Not much. They're totaling <laughs> their thumbs as well. You know what I mean? Whether well, they want to charge hundred bucks an hour for something, they're probably charging fifty bucks an hour. They're looking, they need a job. You're helping another. It's a win-win, right? You're supporting them as well when they need some, they need some cash as well, but they'll be willing to to edit and post-produce videos for you. It's not as expensive as you think however i can tell you my most engaging content and i laugh with my team is the non-produced stuff because the authenticity comes across right and so you said matt like just coming and be yourself that's the like that's other than being finding out what you're you're going to be natural at really being yourself i put it out there Once I started, because I do stutter sometimes because I'm so passionate, like I'm hoping I want to come out of this screen and talk to I don't know who's going to do something with this information, because it's only going to be 10%, hopefully, um, because I just know how the the, the statistics around that like 87% of people only get um, 87% of people never get past the first chapter of a book. So I know. There's not going to be many people who are going to do something. I just don't know which which person is actually going to make use of, of the information that I'm giving. But I'm very animated. But I also, like, I'm so passionate that sometimes I can't, like, my mind's moving so fast that I have a little stutter. I sometimes have a lazy eye. I can't get rid of it. I don't know what the heck happened. It is what it is. I have. I actually, like COVID's helped me from the perspective of I get, my hands get sweaty, has nothing to do with nervousness. Like I can't hold, my wife won't hold my hand some days. Like I'm not nervous around my night wife. She's been with me for 20 years. There's some type of gland in my hand that produces a lot of sweat. I don't like shaking hands. Things like I put that shit out there the day that I started, because now I knew, I knew like, okay, you there's not much that you can say about me now.
0: Jez, before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask. So you're at this point, you built this big team, it's going very, very well. If if an agent was coming to you and talking about like, like what would your answer be to the question of, well, how do I know if I should be a team leader? How should how do I know if I should start a team? Because I think there's a lot of agents who maybe are great producers but aren't great leaders. There's a lot of people who start teams and it doesn't work out. Like I can't tell you how many agents I know who started a team and then went back to just being an individual agent?
1: Yeah, look, I think, I think any in agent um, that, that starts in this business, really the first thing that you should really, really do is get a, a, an assistant. So now you already built a team. If you know it or not, it's just not a team of realtors, but you need an assistant. That's the first job. And I know somebody listening right now is like, dude, I just got my license yesterday. I haven't done a deal. Like I just literally got my license yesterday. And you're telling me to get an assistant? yeah you can't because i know you're thinking that you, you can't afford one you can afford not not to get one you have to have an assistant because you need to delegate do the high producing uh, activities meet people help them buy sell and invest in a house everything else in between should be done by somebody else oh Here. you
0: are preaching my friend these two guys can attest i went no assistant for what was it two months this
1: year and I, I, thought my head was going to explode. <laughs> like, it, it just, it just doesn't happen. Like it cannot <laughs> happen if, if, if you try to do this. In fact, I can tell you, watching people's businesses, realtors for for the last fifteen years. I think the most somebody can do on their own as a realtor is 25 to 30 ends. I think that's kind of like after, you're not gonna be able to get to the 50, the 60 by yourself. It's just time, there's too much to do when you're doing that many deals. Um, in terms of if you should or shouldn't um, uh, uh, start a team, if you're gonna, he, he, here's the way that I would look at it, right, if, if, if you're starting a team from an ego perspective, i probably say just don't do it, like don't do it. Understand that by having a team, you're now, like right now my biggest concern during the pandemic once we shut everything down was never me. I put enough weight. I put enough money away. I'm gonna weather this storm. I'm gonna be perfectly fine. My wife, not, my wife might not be able to get the organic strawberries that she gets for the kids. Like, ah, kids, sorry man, you ain't gonna eat organic strawberries for a little bit. You're gonna eat the strawberries that you know daddy used to eat. Um, I never even had strawberries. My parents didn't even get that stuff, so they're gonna be fine. It was my, t- it was my support stuff. I was like, I gotta make sure these guys are paid, so I cut back on more things you're going to have to realize as a team lead that it's not about you anymore it's about them if like you'll know, man. Like you got to look at yourself in the mirror. If you're built for that, then do it. I think you should do it. It's the be- I, 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 can, I, can, I don't even want to do this by myself. It's boring for me. In fact, even, even during this time, because we're physically together so often, my 10 supports that, mm-hmm. that I have two virtual offices set up. So I said to you that I have my office physically, and then I have four or five people around me. Then I have the media slot across the hall. So what I did is I set up two virtual offices. All it is, is a Zoom link that goes from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., two of them. And I just jump back and forth from those. So I'm going to get off this podcast with you. I'm going to go in there and, and I'm going to talk about whatever we need to get done today. So for eight hours, nine hours, we're still, it's the next best thing. We're kind of still working together, coming up with ideas.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you?
1: You know I think I think you just go to jazztackar.ca that's going to be the best way it's j a s t a k h a r.ca and you can choose the platform or, 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 and, and how you want to consume my content. You, there's links to my YouTube, links to the podcast, um, links to the blog, Instagram, all the socials and all that. Um, you get to choose. There's a button there that says coffeewithjazz.com. If there's a realtor out here that just wants to ask questions, maybe maybe the boys, I mean, they did a fantastic job. Kudos to you guys for the value you're bringing to the industry. It's amazing to see you know three people together at the same time, working together um, and putting out a lot of positivity and optimism so shout out to you three and thank you because we need more of this i think we need to elevate our industry because you know salespeople are probably at the bottom of kind <laughs> of the, the, the 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 trust ladder so to speak um so kudos to you guys for doing what you're doing but if there's anybody who's watching or listening if you if they didn't get to a question there's a link somewhere in that jazz that says coffee with jazz.com um reach out man i'm, I'm an open book Awesome. Thank you very much. And if you guys want to get a hold
0: of Matt or Jare, you can reach them at the you want to get a hold of me, Jeff, I'm at realestatenewwest.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Jazz. Thanks,
2: guys.